Hey all, and welcome to the very first episode of What's It To You. I am beyond excited to have this project finally start. I'm so excited for you to be a part of this with me. Um, This has been a dream of mine for a minute to just kind of get this up and running and to try to put it into words just doesn't do it justice. I appreciate you wanting to be here with me as I figure all of this out. I am going to apologize right now for a lot of the roughness that's going to be in this particular episode. We got to start somewhere and we got to figure, make mistakes as we go along, right? So again, thank you so much. I'm excited to do this. I'm going to be sitting down actually with my wife to start this off. She'll be episode one, so that way no one can ever say that I didn't show her favoritism. Um, But we're going to be talking about what brings meaning to her life and where she's able to pull meaning out of her passion, her love of art, love of architecture, and just everything wrapped up in that. So let's not hold back and let's just dive right on in. Hello, hello, and welcome back. Thank you for joining us today And What's It To You. I am Josh. I'll be leading you through today's interview. With me is Bahar Partobi. Uh, showing a little bit of favoritism here, we're going to be interviewing my wife to start this whole thing off with. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, cool. Well, so this is going to be our first set. We're going to kind of just get through this in the best way we can without being... It's trying to keep it organic, right? Um, so let's start off with, um, introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them who you are, where you come from, what you do, what's your favorite color, stuff like that. <laughs> so as you said, I'm Bahar Partobi. Um, I'm originally from Iran, moved around quite a bit. Um, I'm an architect, designer, artist. I do it all. <laughs> I went to school for architecture, I worked in different firms, offices. Okay. That's all. All right. Well, at least we have like a flavor of what you are. So I guess we'll go ahead and just kind of get off in it again. So the whole point of this is just trying to figure out exactly what does it mean to live a meaningful life? Like that's kind of what we're pursuing here. And we all understand that everybody's going to have a different answer and then what means something what's important to one person you know it's not going to be the same to another person so it's just we're just trying to get a better idea of like what the world looks like just to each individual um um so the first start start off with i mean you mentioned already what you could do for a living you mentioned architecture right Mm -hmm. um so right now um what um what exactly do you do right now currently i work for targets uh i help design the new stores bringing innovative um, designs into our new stores, uh, focusing on front of the store and anything that the guests interact with. Um, I focus on the exterior, interior. Um, I basically design all the fun things that you see when you walk into a Target store. Those, uh, what is it, those little racks that are in the very front when you walk in that you just can't get yourself out of? (laughs) Yes, Basically. I make sure they're in the best spot. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, okay. So, do you does that like do you pull like meaning from the work that you do? Uh, I guess that's a very broad way to ask it. But does like do you feel like the work you do is meaningful to yourself? Like, do you derive like some kind of like pleasure out of it? I do. Um, 
I would say like coming from design, anything that's design related brings meaning okay. to my life. Uh, so just sitting down and thinking about how people interact with the space that you design, how that space makes them feel. Uh, what is it that they see? Um, does the color of wall make them feel a certain way? Like all of that, um, I would say brings me joy. Just like putting myself in the headspace of our guests and how they feel while they're in the store. Gotcha. So you would say like it's, um, you pull, you, it gives you like a little bit more sense to yourself, like a, I guess much more like, like a sense of like well. Like, you feel good about yourself, like, when people are able to engage with what you've done? Yeah, I think it, it is centered around, like, how, like, the person that's in your space feels. Just, like, creating the best environment for them. And I think that's what design is to me. Like, what, what, is, what does something you design make these people feel? And how do you promote a certain type of emotion? So if you were, so cutting on that one, like emotion, like if you, something you did didn't elicit an emotion or if it like maybe someone actually had the opposite reaction to what you anticipated out of them, you feel like that would like really impact you like in a very negative way? I don't think so. I think it's like, at, like design, there is never a right or wrong answer. So if you don't, you don't get the feeling that you want, you don't invoke the emotion that you want, you just go back to the drawing board and you try to do better next time. There is no failure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just what misinterpretations. <laughs> yeah. You can always fix it in the next one. Okay. Interesting. So, would you say that, like, without working, um, do you enjoy working, first off? I enjoy working. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, it's a super American <laughs> thing to be like, do you like to work? <laughs> um, I don't think it's, like, the main thing that I pull joy from in life, okay. but it is definitely related to what brings me joy so there, there is a certain amount of joy it is it is not all for me but okay. yeah well we're gonna put a pin on one of that when you said what actually brings you joy we'll touch base on that later but um okay so you feel like it does get it, it does like and like give some like a substance to your life though without it there would be something maybe missing that you wouldn't have yeah maybe in like a positive way yeah okay um you've obviously You've obviously been through life. You said you've kind of moved here from different points. Um, I'm assuming just like everybody, um, you've had several jobs. Yeah, I mean, I assume, I know. <laughs> uh, but um, would you say that you've, like, gotten, like, certain jobs like that you have taken on have been more meaning to, meaningful to you? Like, some maybe, like, just really didn't mean anything at all, like, versus something that you actually really found joy in? Yes. Um, I would say especially like when you get out of college at a younger age, you kind of take whatever comes your way. Mm -hmm. So it's harder for you to choose a job that you want, that you're passionate about. But there are in those moments too, like that you just take a chance on something and you find out, oh my God, this is actually really interesting. This does bring me joy. Like this does drive me to a direction that I want. So there are definitely those jobs that I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, but then there are other ones that you take that you think will be so fun and they end up not being as great as you imagine them to be. But I, I would say all of them kind of drive you forward. 
<laughs> We're not going to put anybody on blast right now and be like, what job was that? I hope you're like, I know, but <laughs> we'll be polite right now. Okay. Um, so I guess that gets on to um, kind of like next topic of wanting to talk about. So like when you're at work, you obviously like you build relationships with people around you. Like that's kind of like one of the, I guess, easiest ways to like meet new people, I guess. And, but, um, but would you say that like maybe and this is not how to work, but it's just talking about the relationship parts. Like, um, do you have like a very do you have a large friend group or a small friend group? And we're going to preface this real quick that there's not a bad thing on either side of that. It's just some people like one versus the other more. I have a very small friend group that have been with me for years. Mm -hmm. And I think I I value that type of friendship because, you know, like there is a closeness in it that you can't find in bigger friend groups. Mm -hmm. Um, These are are people that are always going to be there for you. Even if you don't talk to them every day, you're not in contact with them all the time. You can always pick up where you left off. And I think that's something that I value in a friendship. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, like, uh, on, so we have, like, your friendships that mean a whole lot to you. I mean, what about your, like, your family uh, relationships and that thing? I mean, obviously, I know that, like, uh, your mom means the world to you. Yeah. But, um would you say that you actually maybe rank uh, your family relationships on par with your friendships or is one a little bit more important to you than the other? I would say I rank them pretty close to each other. Um, You know what they say, like friends are the family you choose. I very much feel that. Um, I'm not the type of person that holds on to relationships if they don't mean much to you. I don't just like make friends all over the place and just... I don't know like have a big friend group so Mm -hmm. everyone that I choose have been like have gone through like I don't know like this list that I have in my head do I want to be friends with these people in 20 years and the answers have always been yes and that is why they've been with me for so long Mm -hmm. so yeah I would say that I value them the same amount like maybe different relationships different ways but so on that, like, what constitutes a friend then? Like, um, you said, like, you have, kind of have a checklist. I'm not going to make you run through that, obviously, because we're not going to give anybody a cheat sheet. But, um, like, would you say that the what, – what constitutes a friend? Like, just a general idea. I would say a person that is accepting of who you are at your very core, but accepting of you changing as a person and evolving. A person that doesn't hold you back, pushes you to be better, pushes you to evolve and grow, but still loves you as you are, loves you for who you are at your core. Um, I would say someone that you don't need to work hard to be friends with. Like someone, I feel like friendship shouldn't be work. It should be something that comes easily. You mm-hmm. should you should feel soothed when you're with your friends. You shouldn't be nervous that, oh my God, I didn't answer their text. They're not going to be my friend. I haven't seen them in two months. They're not going to be my friend. I think it's just like it has to be, and there has to be a natural flow to it all. That it has to be comfortable. Okay. And you feel like if you had a, like a friendship that would just required a lot of work, you feel like maybe that's not really bringing a whole lot of like, meaning to your life this is a person who's just 
it's like more work than they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, but it, we're all so busy, you know, like we're, we're all trying to push forward, be better, do more things, and friends who support you like aren't upset that you're doing like putting your time making yourself better mm-hmm. they're they're supporting of that like they want you to put time in for yourself you know like yeah gotcha. so the uh is there one like time in particular that you have in your life that like you really couldn't maybe like live without and maybe that's like a really like intense way to say it, but like maybe like the most meaningful tie that you have. Um, you don't have to name a name; it could just be something that you've had for a while that you're just like, without this, I don't, I I wouldn't be where I am today. Is that like a person? Person, yeah, yeah, friend, family, whatever. Um, I mean, I would say family. Like my parents are a really big one. And speaking of family, like, you are the other one. I would say, like, yeah, I can't. Shameless self-promotion. He <laughs> <laughs> nudged me in that direction. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say it would be very hard for me to go on without my family. Like, it's the most important thing. I'll go ahead and say I'm going to be on the same boat right there, so <laughs> just keep myself out of trouble. Um, oh, sorry. Got we got we got a we got an uninvited guest. <laughs> um, so that's that. So that's something that really means the world to you. You think you could be who you are today? Do you think your life would be the same as it is if you didn't have the relationships in the past that you had? Of course, yeah. I, I mean, I, each person brings out a different part of you. Mm-hmm. Like each each relationship, each friendship. Like, you find out parts, like, you unlock parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. And I think that's really valuable. Like, you, you gotta run through that. Like, you become a different person depending on who you are with, you know? Especially when we're younger, that's the case. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with this person who's super outgoing and likes to party. I'm out super outgoing and likes to party, you know? Um, and after a while, after you experience all these different parts of yourself, like you kind of have a better idea of who you are and who you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I think those relationships are really important even if you don't like, keep up with them towards the end it's just because they show you different parts of yourself or who you could be. So you think, so it's actually really important to like have knowledge of yourself. Like if you didn't, if you didn't know who you were, like if you don't have like working understanding of who you are internally, like how you interact with things, that like finding meaning in your life would be really difficult to do. Yeah, I obviously. think that's step one. Yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> know thyself. Know thyself. Gotcha. Okay, so, like, I guess we're going to get on that one then. Um, so we're talking about, like, knowing yourself, right? Like, that's important to, like, driving some kind of meaning out of your life. Um, if you do, also, like, so... Just how do you decide who you want to be if you don't know who you are how do you know where you want to go if you don't know who you are like who you are sets your values for the job you want to do for the people you want to be around just if you don't know yourself you you, you don't know how to choose all of that so your values um your values are dependent on who you are yeah so your values what would you like would you call those like or maybe like a set of like guidelines for living your life like obviously that's what values are but like yeah 
So do you derive, do your values give meaning to your life? Your values give meaning to your life. Or do they help you find meaning? I think it's both. Um, It's both because, I mean, finding meaning, like you can go look for it and find it, or it can be something that just like taps you on the shoulder and you're like, oh, like this is important to me now. So I think it could be both. And it is also like guidelines, like, like as you go through life, do I want to do this? Do I want to make this move? Is it aligned with the values that I have? So I think like it's it's both like you can use it as guidelines, but it's also things that show up in your life that you want to kind of like grasp. So what's valuable to you? Um, there's a lot of things that are valuable to me. I would say family is one that's really important. It's always been important. Um, the other one is art. I I very much believe that there is no place for me in the world if there is no room for art. Like that is what drives me forward. So art, art gives you, art gives meaning to your world and your life. Yeah. Well, what is specifically about that? Like, what is it about art that like does is like so important? It is just such a broad thing. Like, I mean, I would say I say art, but it's art and design. Like, you use art to set your values, like emotional values, who you are, who you want to be so it changes your world in that way and then it helps you change the world around you how do i want my house to look how does how do i want it to feel to the people who come visit me how do i want my neighborhood to look how do i want my neighbors to feel in the area that they're in and that that could grow to encompass so much more that could be the world what do i want the world to look like what do i want the world to feel like to the people who live so and I think all of that relates back to art because art draws from emotion design draws from values um, and guidelines that you put for yourself so I just think that it encompasses so much than so much more than who we are Mm -hmm. it encompasses like everyone around you it affects everyone around you I think it's really interesting how you point out like um talking about like how you want your house to look or your home to feel to people or your neighborhood to do the same and I think that's interesting because like when we talk about usually when you talk about art right you're always everybody's thinking about like paintings or drawings or poetry or just like things like the traditional sense but no one really thinks about like your home is kind of a work of art right like that's the truest expression of who you are Mm -hmm. um I think that that's a really interesting way of looking at it because like we find what is it you get like um you get that sense of like great satisfaction when like we come home and the house is clean and everything looks the way it looks like i mean i guess that could be i mean that's like appreciation of art right yeah everything is art like how you dress is art like if you if you're dressed up super messy and you go out like how would how would you make people like feel you know or if you're like put together um dressed for the occasion like people look at you and you know they like they value that like they have an emotional reaction to how you look they either like it they either hate it you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. just who you are how how you shape yourself how you shape your environment all of that is art art isn't just paintings like you mentioned it is everything self i mean it's expression expression of who you are right yeah and i guess if you're talking about like we're going back to what we were saying earlier about like knowing yourself like you can't 
you can't express yourself like you can't like you can't put that out there for the world to see if you don't know who you are trying to show off right Mm -hmm. or i say show off and i hate that but it's more about like who you're trying to you're just trying to show the world who you are yeah but also like changing the world for better like basing basing it on your values like we're, we're all like as kids we want to like change the world and make it a better place you know and we grow up and we're like whoa the world is too big but you can make small changes with art so you think art's interaction with the world is actually like that is like you'd say that's a very meaningful thing that's a very meaningful thing like i mean it's like it encompasses architecture like look at our cities like we've designed these cities like with architecture all of our buildings they've been designed like someone has thought that through like someone had it has them make has them look a certain way uh to invoke a certain kind of feeling to the neighborhood yeah it's like when you walk down the street and you see a building designed by someone you love just usually can't pull you away from it yeah it's interesting it's interesting to think that like a building would be able to like it and i and i, th- I think that's i say a building because and i know we're talking because you know, architecture is your thing but i think that not a lot of people actually think about the like again talking about like going and seeing a painting you you go to see the mona lisa and you're like oh but no one goes and stands in front of the actual louvre and goes oh my god and that feeling of just the building itself right yeah like it doesn't have to be loud like it does like yes you go see the mona lisa and you're in louvre like some people like me and you know like oh my god this is amazing but even if you don't realize it yourself like still being in that environment it is making you feel a certain way Mm -hmm. it is putting you in a headspace to enjoy that mona lisa you know that environment changes it if you were to see mona lisa at a supermarket you know like it's the original like how would you feel seeing it like you'd be probably be like oh that's a fake that's a print you know like it's the environment that makes it the Mona Lisa as well that's actually really that's a very interesting point yeah if we saw the Mona Lisa at the grocery store I'd immediately want to know what was going on at the grocery store yeah you're probably (laughs) like oh an employee put up a print of Mona Lisa like you would never be like oh that's the original Mona Lisa (laughs) (laughs) they stole it 60 years ago no one knows (laughs) exactly oh but okay that's interesting so you like you want to so when you're creating, when you're designing things, you're specifically thinking about the impact that it has on like, not just like you creating, unless you like did, like creating a building or designing a building. It's like, what is it actually doing to the space around it and inside of it? Yeah. I mean, the simplest form of architecture, like if you're doing residential, like you're obviously designing this building, this house, this home for like your clients and based on who you are, you're designing it a certain way, right? But then all the exterior, all the materials you use on the exterior, all of that has to do with the neighborhood that it's in, with the history of that neighborhood, with the local materials that you can get. So like, you're just pulling it from everywhere. You're not just designing it for these people, you're designing it for the community around it. You're designing this building to withstand for like 30 years, 100 years, and still be related to where it is, to where it's been. It's funny how you you're describing a building almost like you're describing a person. It's very interesting. Of like it's these buildings that you're talking about they have personality, character. Like you mm-hmm. could almost see them like talking to someone around them. Yeah. Just through their expression. Mhm. They do. That's a really interesting. I like I I really like that way of looking at it. Um 
Especially, I guess, that it makes it stand out when you see a building that's, like, just fugly. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, you're talking about, like, all... And I can see this passion that you have, and it's there. Like, what what it means to you to, like, really put this t- idea together, but also pay attention to everything around it. Mm-hmm. And, like... Would you... <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Would you say an ugly building is people who just, refu- who just don't even look at that? Um... Yes, I would say ugly buildings are the ones that are usually built by developers because they want to make money and they don't care about the neighborhood. Shots fired. (laughs) Shots fired. Yeah, but they don't care about the fabric of the neighborhood. They just want to put something up to make money. Like, I I would say that's an ugly building. (laughs) What was the build? What is it that was in um, New York, the one that they built just to be the tall? Uh, 432 432 Park Avenue. Park Avenue. If you don't know what that is, y'all should look that up and then be irritated at what it did to the New York skyline. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, interesting. Because it's like, yeah, because like you look at a building like that, it was that, I, 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 not to put that just specifically to be like this building here, <laughs> but I mean, you look at like, because New York I know is like has a very, it's like has a really like, prominent place in your life and I know how much you love that city um but you see like the character in every building there and then you see something that like doesn't even take into account the character of the city around it and it stands out like a sore thumb yeah 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 especially in New York like all the buildings like old new they all have something unique about them you know, and this one was just a tall rectangle in the sky. <laughs> a tall, skinny rectangle, like, yeah. literally. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, like, the construction of it, like, was incredible and all the work that went into it, but, like, the, the design itself. Like, yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. Obviously, that's what we're focusing on. <laughs> and, okay. Well, I really like that. It's, um... So... You putting these buildings together, you designing all these, like, different experiences, essentially, is what you're talking about. Like, it's not just, like, creating a space. You're creating an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's what you're most passionate about. That's, like, really, like, when you feel like you're doing something that matters, I'm understanding. Yeah. To it's you, also neat. To yeah, you. I under- yeah, I know. Um, I would say that's, like, the only thing. I would say anything that changes the environment around you for better it doesn't need to be buildings you say a park i would say a park yeah a park yeah landscape architecture (laughs) everything's architecture that's all it is yeah um everything is architecture there's actually a book oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah anything that changes the environment for the better for the community i think that's something that i'm passionate about so you talk so i guess kind of piggybacking off of that one like something that changes the community for better um are you like actually like you as an individual like do you um do you like to engage with the community at large i guess that's kind of a very broad question and also like (laughs) but like vague but it's um you're talking about so what we've been talking about is like something that like how does it affect those around you how does it make their life better um would you say that like interacting with the community doing what you can to make it better gives meaning to your life i would say so 
Would you say it's like a it's up th- it doesn't be like number one thing, but would you say it's like up there in it's terms of it? It's definitely up there. Yeah. So I like to I like to use the tools I have to make the environment around me better. Gotcha. It's one thing that what's the one thing that like pisses you off the most? <laughs> I, like I about know. design, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like in life, like I guess. Well, no, okay, okay. Well, I want to stick on the whole thing about like design and everything like that. Okay. Um, what's the like maybe something that you've seen of someone like I know we've talked about like realtors who are just like creating or developers who are just like making something just to make it and slap it down. Um, like something in the design world that when you see like your heart just recoils at it. Damn. I can't think of it. <laughs> I mean, then that's great. Uh, apparently, you're just like you're so happy with your field. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh uh, no, I mean, there is a lot wrong with it. Um, I would say something that I like think about re- pretty regularly is like we put in all this money to make all these buildings to create all these environments, but we don't take into account a population um, that does need our help. Mm. I would say like the homeless population. We could be doing a lot more like using design using all these monies using all these developments but like they're never um they're never thought about mm. it's just kind of like they're put pushed in a back pushed pushed away and no one thinks about them and you just like build for the wealthy we build for the people who can afford it rather than like using all of that um and kind of like spreading that love around I mean, you're taking right there. Like you just said, like it's um, you're catering to a smaller portion of the community instead of the community at large. Yep. So like, I guess it goes back to your whole thing. If you're not doing it for like for everyone, then why are you doing this in the first place? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Well. So we've talked a lot about your passion and everything <laughs> like that, and kind of like where you're coming from. Um, Everything that we talked about in terms of like engaging with the community, creating an experience, creating an environment, like cater- literally tailoring something for people just to feel part of with everyone around them. Um, do all these things give you a meaningful life? I would say yes. Um, yeah, all of that together like does give me a meaningful like does make my life more meaningful but I I would say that I always think that I should be doing more um maybe to like drive more meaning or maybe to do more (laughs) for the community but yeah I think that's just where I'm always caught because I feel like I'm not doing as much as I could be doing so I mean that that is a goal it's not necessarily like a failure on my part but it's just something to work on moving forward got you so, like, if there is one thing that you could do, so you said you're always wanting to do more, like, and and that's not, and like you said, that's not something that's like a failure on your part at all. It's like you're just you're you're wanting to make things better, and it it's it's a constant struggle, right? Mm-hmm. To just you're always we're always trying to make things better. If there was like one thing you could do, just like it doesn't have to be huge. It's not talking about life changing, but it's like maybe the next step on doing more. What what would that next step be for you? Um, so the next step is what you know I'm working on, just like setting up like my own design studio and like getting that off the ground. You want to do a shameless plug real <laughs> quick for what that design studio is going to be? Uh, so it's going to focus on uh, built environments, um, 
gonna do uh, a bunch of different projects like interior decorating um, interior architecture um, as well as like installation and like bigger uh, larger scale installations kind of anything that changes the built environment and pr provokes a certain feeling for the people within it um, so that is what I'm working on right now and I feel like once I get that off the ground I will be in a position where I can do more for the community I can um, do more public projects um, kind of like work on changing the environment that I live in now okay well thanks for sitting down and talking to me I appreciate it this has definitely been a fun experience for hopefully both of us and hopefully this keeps going way more organically and smoothly in the future, but I do appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. So uh, I will be including Bahar's uh, social media info, her design stuff, in the tags for the info for the episode. So make sure you engage with that. Give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Tune in next week so when we put this together and start dropping, we can get this regular for everybody involved. Um, but thank you so much again. Thanks for talking to me. No it was a fun conversation. All right. Thanks, guys.